Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Art of Charm, I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best coaches in the industry to teach you guys how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier men's lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. This show is about you, and we're here to help you become the best man you can be in every area of your life. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some killer free ebooks as well as drills and exercises that'll help you become more charismatic and confident by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. If you're new to the show but you want to know more about what we teach here at The Art of Charm, listen to the toolbox at theartofcharmpodcast.com slash toolbox. That's where you'll get the fundamentals of dating and attraction such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, all that stuff that's more important than you might think. We've got boot camps running every single month here in California. Details at theartofcharm.com, and I'm looking forward to meeting all of you guys here at The Art of Charm. Enjoy. Hey, guys. Today, we got a good podcast going with Justin Jensen, one of the coaches here at The Art of Charm. We're talking a lot about reading body language and signals of interest and, of course, disinterest from his days as a poker player, bartender as well. And We're going to get in some body language hacks how to tell if people are comfortable around you, defensive, anxious, etc. So enjoy this one with Justin Jensen and I here at The Art of Charm in this latest installment of The Art of Charm Toolbox episodes. All right, welcome to The Art of Charm podcast, the show that's more than just about getting the girl, but putting a little or sriracha, as I've heard recently that it's pronounced, on your personal growth pizza. I'm Jordan Harbinger, live from The Art of Charm headquarters on Hollywood Boulevard, where all the magic happens at AOC boot camps and training courses. This is the beginning of a week-long program. The guys are out tearing it up with our coaches, and we've got guys from the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia, and Denmark this week, up north there. And I've got Justin Jensen. What's up, guys? World-famous AOC coach. We're going to be doing a Toolbox episode this time around, and we're going to talk about some rules for reading body language because, you know, you actually... Well, I'll let you tell how you learned this skill aside from being a coach here and working with guys all the time, but you worked in nightlife venues for a minute and you played poker, which is like both heavily reliant on reading people's nonverbal communication. Yeah, yeah. So about four years ago, I got really into poker. And one of the things that I wanted to learn is the body language because when you're at the poker table, you don't have a whole lot of information. And oftentimes what people say and what they do can kind of contradict each other. So I wanted to be able to pick up on that. And I wanted to look for cues other than the face because the face is really easy to control. Sure. You know, we have like over, I don't know, 30, 40 muscles in there. So when you're at the poker table, that's one thing that everybody knows. Stone cold face. So the I want to poker pick, face. The poker face. Yeah. 
So I wanted to pick up on other things like the hands, the shoulders, uh, the arms. And in some cases you can tell if they're like twitching their leg because their shoulders are bouncing. So I wanted oh, to pick up on other things that would help me out when I'm making decisions at the poker table. Okay. So this was your living effectively for a while because everybody's working really hard on keeping their poker face, but it's so hard to control your whole body. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we do that we don't actually think about and mm-hmm. that communicates how we're feeling on the inside. Oh, that's crazy. So this is a money maker for you, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are some rules for reading body language? I mean, guys who think they know what they're talking about are always like, I know when the girl's interested. She's, you know, she flips her hair or she like laughs and twirls her hair, like bites her lip. And it's like, mm, that could be a million different things. She's maybe she's cringing because you're super lame and she can't wait to get the hell out of there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A a lot of guys try and look and focus on one thing. And what they have to do is kind of look at the whole picture. So when creating this material, which is actually something that came out of the boot camp a few weeks ago, when I created this material, I came up with four rules for guys to follow so that when they are going out there reading body language, they're picking up on more accurate things and not just focusing on things like hair twirling or biting her lip when she's obviously showing other signs that she might not be interested. Right, or just other signs that are negative, like, oh, she's crossing her arms, she must not like me, and it's like, dude, it's it's 55 degrees and she doesn't have a jacket on. Yeah, or that could be her neutral position. Yeah. So, yeah, why don't we talk about that stuff? Um, the first one is body language comes in clusters, right? Yeah. So it's not just one thing, it's usually a multiple thing. Mm-hmm. So I like to think of each little cue as a word in a sentence. So, oh, okay. So each nonverbal cue is a word in a sentence. So by itself, it doesn't necessarily mean much. Exactly. So when we say it comes in clusters, you typically want to look for at least two or three things to get an idea of where she's at. And on a quick note about that is we'll never be mind readers. We'll never understand somebody else's mental state, but we can understand where their comfort level is. Sure. So the most we're able going to be able to discern is are they comfortable or uncomfortable? Those are the two basic states. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we can't think like, oh, she's, she doesn't like my shirt because it it has nothing to do with it. Basically, we can only tell if someone has a base level of anxiety attached to something we'll never know about and can only infer through context or if she's comfortable, maybe because we're making her that way. It's sort of an on and off switch in a lot of ways, right? So if somebody, if you're somebody who makes people uncomfortable, people are going to be uncomfortable around you. So if she's at ease, According to her nonverbals, you're at least not making her uncomfortable. But that's kind of as far as we can go right. with reading people. Right. 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 Okay. We'll talk about like her signs of interest uh, later, which will kind of help you feel comfortable moving forward right. with attraction. But first things first, you have to understand some of the rules and how to read body language before you can actually right. do that. So, so, so then the inverse would also be true. If somebody's uncomfortable, that doesn't necessarily mean it's because of you. It could be anything. Absolutely. They could have social anxiety, which is across, you know, both sexes. Girls are just as nervous as guys are. We guys never think about that. You know, guys will go, oh, she said this. It must mean she's not interested. And it took me years. And we talk about this at boot camp too. Sometimes girls game really stinks, you know, so like she'll, she'll do or say something and you're thinking, oh, she's not interested. And meanwhile, she's like, why did I do that? I'm so stupid. Like Chris Farley in that sketch. (laughs) Right. And, And meanwhile, we're like, oh, she doesn't like me. You know, and meanwhile, She's, right. She just doesn't know how to flirt. We're, a lot of guys are too focused in on their own internals and they interpret those things as negatives because that's kind of where their mindset is at. So just because she's displaying some nervous behavior doesn't actually mean that 
she's not interested, it could just mean that she's just nervous. And right. you won't find that out until you actually have a conversation with her and interact with her. If you just take those out and face value, then you're going to shoot yourself in the foot mm. a lot of the time. Yeah, that makes sense. And what about you know, lie detection and stuff like that, they always say you need to have a baseline. You need to have a baseline. What? Let's talk about what that means. Yeah, so the second rule, other than clusters, is you have to know somebody's baseline behavior to be able to read them. So, for example, we talked about the arms cross. I know plenty of girls that they're calling from their default right. position is having their arms crossed, mm-hmm. but that's just what's comfortable for them. Right. If you were to take this one sign as a defensive body language, which it is in some cases, some cases, yeah, then you're not reading her emotional state right. You're not you're not reading where she's coming from. That's comfortable for her. So to read body language effectively, you need to spend some time and figure out what their baseline reading is. And then once you have a baseline reading, like what their normal behavior is, anything that deviates above or below that line is a tell. And, and a lot of people have their arms crossed when they sit because their back issues, the way that their posture is usually by default because they sit a lot at a computer. So there, there's balance things going on there. How do we get a baseline then? I mean, is it just because we know somebody and, and that, so like when your mom's like, you're lying to me, like just cause she's like raised you and knows you're not like, Hey, how are you guys? She's like, what do you need right now? You know, or what did you do? It kind of depends. I mean, when I was first studying this, um, it took me a while to kind of pick up on that. But nowadays I can pick up on somebody pretty well within five to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I would say that generally you can pick up on somebody's baseline stuff within about five to 10 minutes of just talking to them. Yeah. That, okay. That makes sense. Especially with things like arms crossed. I mean, if they're doing that for like 10 minutes, then you can kind of assume that that's just sort of what their normal thing right. is. Yeah. Unless of course you meet them in like some weird tense situation. So any deviation from the baseline is a tell. So that's number three is any deviation uh, above or below the line of the baseline reading is a tell. Now, like I said earlier, the only thing you're really going to be able to discern is are they comfortable or uncomfortable? So to add to the deviation above or below the baseline, people will exhibit behaviors that will tell you if they're comfortable or uncomfortable. For most experts, they call this, if they're nervous, they're doing pacifying behaviors. And what that means is that they're trying to calm their nerves. So we'll talk about a bunch of these in a second, but Basic ones are like rubbing of the palms or like rubbing up the back of the neck, things like that. What people are doing with their body language subconsciously is they're trying to calm their nerves because when we get nervous, we start to have the famous flight, fight, or freeze responses. Fight or flight, yeah, yeah. So what ends up happening is when we get nervous and there's a lot of tension, we want to pacify these behaviors. So I see this all the time at boot camp where guys are, and they come out in so many different forms. Sure. Rubbing at the bottom of the neck, rubbing the back of the neck. I've seen guys tuck at their shirts when they're really nervous. So they do this like pecking thing on they're their sort shirt. Of like airing out. Yeah. Their they're like airing out their chest. Feet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, those are called pacifying behaviors. Mm-hmm. And then open body language is pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Basically what that means is kind of like how we're sitting. We're, we're open towards each other. I'm not giving you my back. I'm not giving you my shoulder, but we're sitting open towards each other. So that's, those are usually good signs of comfort and that the person's comfortable with the conversation or with you. That basically just to repeat, those are the only two things we can tell because a lot of guys really lean in. They'll read a book on body language and they just start to like, suddenly they can read everybody's mind, but really they're just filtering it through their own emotional state, which is either good or bad. There's, yeah, there's that. Um, and I mean, listen, if you want a quick trip to the loony bin, then try and figure out what's going on in a girl's head. Yeah, I think that's probably a really unhealthy way to be. It is with everybody. You know, mm-hmm. what is this person thinking about me right now? It's not a fun game to play. No, and it's not a healthy mindset either. Of course, body language changes with our emotions, which can be really fast. Yeah. Um, 
So, so this is the fourth one. The fourth one is that body language happens in fleeting moments. So oftentimes these are very quick. Sometimes you can be very subtle uh, movements that people make. It just depends on the person. Everyone's very unique. So like we talked about rubbing the back of their neck, mm-hmm. they might do this in a very subtle way, right? Where as other people might be very overt about it, like with clear discomfort. Uh-huh. So when it comes to body language, this is particularly important when you're looking for signs of attraction from a girl. These happen in fleeting moments. Okay. So that's why we're always about action, right? Because sure. she gives you that smile and that nice, solid eye contact. You best believe you have to go over there and right. approach. Otherwise, that moment off to that's like a that closes really quick. Right. That's like me back in the day being like, she totally smiled at me. And so in no less than 20 minutes, I'm going to go over there and talk to her. And then it's like 35 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I'm drunk enough to make that happen. And then she's like, whatever, dude. Yeah. I, that was so 45 minutes ago. Yeah, I don't even remember doing yeah. that. Were you again? Yeah. 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 So those are the four ones. Just to recap, it's body language comes in clusters. You have to have a baseline reading of somebody. Any deviation from that baseline will tell you if they're comfortable or uncomfortable. And that body language changes with emotions. So oftentimes that can be very fleeting. Okay. Well, let's talk about some signs when she might be nervous and signs when she might be feeling pretty good. I mean, let's give the guys some stuff to look out for and and obsess over for the next eight to 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds awesome. So the first one I'm going to start it with is the hands. Hands are really good indicators of somebody's emotional state. And the reason being is because it's the second biggest way we communicate other than our spoken word. So like back in the day when we were monkeys, we went off a lot of nonverbals, right? Yeah, sure. So hands are part of that. I was never a monkey, by the way. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> when it comes to hands, when it comes to hands, um, people, when they're nervous, they'll start to rub their palms a little bit. Right. Now, this isn't like the I'm getting away with like murder right. hand yes. rubbing. Yeah, Mr. Yes. Smithers style. No, this is, uh, this is something that you'll see. You can kind of actually see this in public speaking a lot when they're nervous and they kind of feel an attention. So what they'll do is they'll start rubbing their palms together in a very slow motion. And what they're doing is they're trying, this is a pacifying behavior. They're trying to calm their nerves. We have a lot of nerves in our hands. Plus we have the second amount, largest amount of sweat glands in our hands. So we're like trying to like diffuse that a little bit. bit. That's what they'll do is they'll start kind of just rubbing the palms of their hands. And if they start to get really nervous, like really nervous, they'll Mm -hmm. interlock their fingers almost in like a prayer position. Why is that? Because they're feeling tension. You know the white knuckling that happens? Yeah, sure. Yeah, what they're doing is they're trying to pacify this tension. This is a way for their nervous energy to get released. You know, people say like the clammy feeling. How come people's hands get cold and stuff too? Clammy hands come from nervousness and it's a fear response. So what ends up happening is when we're nervous and we're kind of scared or when we feel fear, our body starts regulating blood to the vital organs so that we can like run away. So your extremities lose out, especially your hands because you don't need them to run. So you have less circulation in your hands because all the blood's being flowed to your heart. And what ends up happening as a result of that is not only are you sweating because you're nervous, but your hands get cold because there's less circulation there Mm because it's all being wired back to like the heart and the legs and things like that. Right. You get those like zombie hands Mm -hmm. or you shake somebody who's nervous like that, their hand, and you're like, what the hell? And that's where the clammy handshake comes from. Okay. And are there other ways, since the hands are so communicative, are there other ways that we use our hands to calm ourselves down? Or Yeah, we talked about this earlier, is the rubbing of the neck. So there's there's two forms of rubbing of the neck. And I use this because, again, we're using our hand to do this. So this one's actually, like, it's pretty common. Like, we see this in movies. I do this. this. I I mean, I'll I'll be like, oh, I didn't get that freaking UPS package. Like, something really normal. 
I'm like, when am I going to have time to do that? Yeah. And I find myself, my hand right on the back of yeah, my neck. Right on the back of the neck. It's like an automated thing. Even being really aware of it, I'm not trying to hide anything, especially from myself. Right. You know, I'll be alone <laughs> in my apartment and I'll be like, oh, yeah, man. Hand through, through the, the hair, hair and yeah. right down to the neck. That's me. Yep. And we do that because, again, it's a pacifying behavior. We right. do this when we're nervous. Uh, there's a lot of nerves in our neck. And so what we're trying to do is calm the central nervous system. So we'll rub the back of our neck. And this one's very common. Usually this in, this is a sign when something is a little concerning or questionable. Yeah. Like, do I really have to go drive in rush hour traffic yeah. to the UPS warehouse to get a package? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do I really have to drive through all that LA traffic? I'm late for the meeting. Like mm-hmm. the guy, like those crappy headache commercials where the guy's like, Oh, yeah. My head uh, hurts so bad. <laughs> oh, I'm so stressed now. And then there's another one, which is a stronger indicator of them being really nervous. So when people start to clasp, or start to rub underneath their chin, kind of where their Adam's apple is. This is yeah. this right here. What has, is that thing called on a turkey? It's like the gizzard or something? Yeah, it's like the gizzard when they start playing with their gizzard. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of nerves there. And so we do this when we're actually kind of like really nervous about something, kind of near the Adam's apple right. too, when we're like really. And this one I, I find is a much stronger um, indicator of somebody's uncomfort level. That's like a serious. It's more serious in the back of the That's head. like the I'm going to jail. Yeah. Or I'll see this in like boot camp, like when we do our introductions, we mm-hmm. have people introduce themselves uh, up front and every once in a while you'll catch a guy like, well, I'll see, I'm like 29, I'm from Seattle. Uh, I love public speaking. And I love public speaking. <laughs> and this whole time, yeah. you guys can't see this, but we're massaging mm-hmm. the lower the lower part of our neck or underneath our chin. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's get back to the show. I coined a term and I call it the arm barometer. Okay. 
And what this is, is I'll have you guys do this, but basically if you're sitting and you're able to do this, take your right hand and put it over your left wrist where about your watch is. This is the starting position of the arm barometer. And basically the idea is you can tell somebody's comfort or discomfort by how high their arm goes up or by how high their hand goes up on their arm. Right. So if oh, it's down low by cool. their wrist, they're they're fairly comfortable. It's not 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 too big deal. But if you right. see somebody up here where they're holding their tricep and they're like hugging themselves, this is a sign of discomfort. This yeah, is a pretty big sign. That's because, great. So if it's on the elbow, it's like meh. She might just be like a little bit nervous speaking yeah. to people in general. But yeah. if it's like up here, it's up here. They're like they're giving themselves around. a serious hug, and this is another pacifying behavior. Huh, they're trying to like hug themselves to calm them down. So I call this arm barometer. You can kind of just Depending on what areas of the arm it is, you can kind of get a sense of their, again, their comfort level or discomfort. Yeah, sure, sure. Again, you have to take this with a grain of salt. This could be the deep, if it, if their arms up here and they're hugging themselves, again, this could be a default position. You don't know unless you actually spend some time with them. Right. Okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. So when it comes to girls and girls getting nervous around guys or just being nervous or uncomfortable in general, the arm barometer is the, is the big one that I see most often. Girls will do that to like hug themselves, be like, oh, I don't know. So what do we do when we see like a high level arm barometer? Use banter. Banter is a great way to diffuse the situation. Throw out a little joke. That's the best way to diffuse hey, it. Hey, have you seen my, don't even know how to get blood out of my clown suit. Hey, yeah, yo. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Maybe, yeah. uh, you know. See my rib then? I yeah. just cleaned it. <laughs> <laughs> it says free candy on the side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, throwing out like a, a joke is a great way to just diffuse tension. And if you see this from a girl where she's exhibiting signs of, let's just call it nervous behavior, then throwing out a joke and just sort of cycling back through the interaction map is a great way to keep the conversation going forward. Okay. That's really good. I mean, that is brand new. I have never heard that, but that totally jibes with my experience. And if you if you find yourself going, I don't know about that, try this stuff at home while you're listening, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen girls do that, or I do that. Yeah. Because I'm doing this stuff as we're talking. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely legit. Uh, what about other parts of the body? I mean, and a lot of these criminology-type experts are always talking about feet and foot position Let's work our way down there. Yeah. The, what about the legs or the hips or anything like that? The legs, for me, it was the most interesting part of the body that I've observed. And we, you can tell so much about it, particularly when I was working at bars. I would actually study the legs of, of people in their interactions because that told me so much. And let's dive into this because this is definitely one of those things that people don't consciously think about. Now, there's two positions when it comes to the legs. There's two positions to pay attention to. The first one I'm going to describe here is the legs crossed open. So imagine you take, say, your left foot and put your ankle over your right knee. So I'm doing this to Jordan right now, and right. we're sitting. he's sitting to my right. So right now I'm exhibiting very open body language. Mm -hmm. So this is a very good sign. If you see this from somebody, it means that they feel like they're comfortable around you and that perhaps you're even building some really good rapport with them. Okay. So this is a really good sign. When I worked at bars and I saw this from girls, I was like, ah, guy's doing something right. Conversely, if we switch positions, so now what I'm doing is I'm taking my right leg, putting my right ankle over my left knee, and now I've created a wall between me and Jordan. This is a very defensive move, and this is something that people don't normally think about. So you'll typically see this when there's something in a conversation that somebody doesn't like. 
So, okay. and this is one of those things you have to be seated to notice this. Yeah, so that's interesting. What they're doing is they're creating kind of a subconscious wall between you and the other person. And this is a very strong signal that they're not comfortable with the topic at hand, or they may not right. just be comfortable with you. Right. So to, again, to diffuse this, don't mirror somebody else's body language. What you want to do in tensions like this or situations like this is to exhibit open body language and maybe throw out a joke just to relieve some of that tension. But if you see somebody cross their leg where they're giving you um, kind of a wall, it just means that whatever you're talking about isn't jiving real well with them. Yeah, interesting. Okay. So knee towards or away, basically. I'll never forget this. Can I, I'm going to share a quick yeah, story. We yeah. were doing programs in New York, actually, and we we're at Union Square. We were doing some day game stuff. So the guys were out doing a signatures exercise, and I was holding down the fort where we were supposed to meet back up. Across the way, not too far away, there was a, a woman and a guy sitting across from each other having some lunch. And she kept, me and her kept making eye contact. And, I, and that's how I initially started watching this whole thing go down. I'm sitting there watching this and they're eating lunch. And as the interaction is going further and further, she starts getting more and more defensive. And this was really interesting because dude was like, I don't know if, I think they were together for a while because yeah. he was literally reading in front of her, like not really giving her any attention, not really like talking with her. And progressively through about the course of a half an hour, she's got more bored more bored and more bored. She, wow. she got to a point where she was all perky and then she started resting her head on her hand, you know, on the elbow. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end of this, this is the first time I've ever seen this interaction. These are small tables too, by the way. These are like little coffee tables, right? So towards the end of this, before they left, she literally took both of her legs up and tucked them towards her chest, facing him. Oh, wow. This was like the biggest wall defensive thing I have ever seen in a like male female wow. interaction. He was and on the outs. He was on the outs. So I think that they were together for a while and I think that he was definitely not getting laid that night. Yeah, no, he's it's almost like she made the decision to just be like I've had she was checked of this out. Dude. She was checked out yeah. and the dude didn't even notice because he was reading. Yeah. He wasn't paying and she was a cute girl. This wasn't yeah. like an ugly girl. She was very cute, but well, they're oh, probably not together anymore. They're probably, yeah, that was a few months ago. They're probably done, maybe divorced. <laughs> so anyways, that was an extreme example of what we can do with our legs. And I'm sure she didn't think like, oh, I'm going to create this big wall, but this was something that was a very clear indicator of her state. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we went over, so we went over the, the leg crossing. So guys, if you see a girl and she has her leg crossed, in a way that opens up her body language to you, right. this is a very good sign of interest. This is a very good sign that things are going well. Okay. If you see the opposite, then you better start bantering or doing something different. Yeah, and remember, this is subconscious, so anybody who's listening, can't you can't really argue and go, no, that's not what I mean when I do that, because you actually don't even know when you do this stuff yeah. that you're doing it, Yeah. Um, which is great, because that means that it's really hard to fake. It is. It's hard to fake, and it's a very um, genuine expression. Right. Yeah. And when it is fake, you can really tell somebody like leans in way too much and crosses their legs towards you right away. And they're like yeah. quickly, it's, it's like a, it's like some hooker shit from Hollywood Boulevard, <laughs> right? Like you're sitting there talking yeah. or Vegas, you're yeah, sitting there talking. Really someone's like, Hey, oh, you're so handsome. And you're like, wait a minute. Wait a this minute. doesn't happen. Yeah. It's that uh, situation with Ron Burgundy. He's like, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. The other one I want to talk about, the, the position that we just talked about is a seated position. So you'll only see that in a seated setting. Now, when somebody's standing and they cross their leg, it doesn't really matter which way they cross their leg. But if you see somebody and they're standing next to you, 
and they do one leg over the other, this is a really good sign of comfort. The reason being is because if we didn't trust somebody, we wouldn't stand like that. We wouldn't okay. stand with a leg over the other one because that puts us off balance. Right, you're off balance. You can't, yeah. you can't really move that well move. from there. Yeah. And so when somebody does this, that means they trust you. They trust you that you're not going to like push them over and have them tumbling ass over apple cart. So if you see that when you're standing, if a girl crosses her legs, it doesn't matter which direction it is. Just the fact that she's doing that, it means that she's pretty comfortable with the conversation or with you. So when it's legs crossed, when sitting, you want to pay attention to the position. So if it's open towards you, that's good. If you start to see a, a wall form with a thigh, then that's not good. Okay. If you're standing and you have the legs crossed, it doesn't matter which direction it is. The fact that they're crossing one leg over the other means that they feel comfortable and in a way are kind of vulnerable to you. Interesting. Okay. And remember, this stuff comes in clusters. So if you're chatting with somebody and they happen to cross their legs, it doesn't mean like they want to jump into bed with you or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she could like, I don't know, cross her leg, but give you a ton of negative body language. It doesn't mean that she's interested. Right. Yeah, so. exactly. All right. And now moving down to the feet. What about the feet? Those All right. are very descriptive as well, I would imagine. Yeah, the feet are pretty descriptive. This is like the legs, again, something that people don't normally think about. And so I'm going to just highlight the big ones here. The first one is something called one foot out. So imagine two people standing and chatting, right, face to face. If you notice that one of their foot is pointed away and towards a different direction, so like this. Mm -hmm. So if I had a foot pointed to Jordan, I had a foot pointed to the door. Okay. What that means subconsciously is that I'm being socially polite and giving you my attention, but really I need to go. Okay. So our feet pointed in a direction other than you means that they need to go. And the funny thing about this is wherever their feet are pointed, that's usually the direction that they intend on going. Okay. So you want to pay attention to the one foot out. If you see the one foot out. This is it, when your legs are not crossed. This is when your legs are. your this, feet's going to be pointed somewhere. This is when people are standing mm. and like, let's say for you guys, you're in an interaction with a girl and because now that we're doing this podcast to pay attention to the feet and you notice that she has one foot pointed towards you, but one foot maybe pointed towards the dance floor or somewhere right. else. What that means is she's being socially polite, but she really feels like she wants to go somewhere else. Right. So what right. you should okay. do in this situation is just do like a clean exit. Like, Hey, it's really great talking to you. I'll catch you later. That sort of thing. Or if you want, you can kind of push it a little bit like, Hey, let's, let's go dancing and see if and she comes lead, on right, and lead her, lead her that, in that direction and yeah. lead her in that direction. So you yeah. could do either one, but, but the bottom line is what's happening right there is that the person is trying to be socially polite. And it's important to notice this because you, I definitely see on boot camp sometimes guys will be, they're like, this is going well. And I'm like, she's almost had it with humoring you, yeah. but you don't see it. You don't see it. And right. That, and the feet will be a good, I mean, if she's not turning her back and like totally brushing her off, her right. feet will definitely give her away. Good, good, good. And this is, uh, you know, we're talking about this in the context with guys and girls. This is actually something that everybody does. So you can mm -hmm. use this in business situations. Like if you're at the office and you're talking to like the CEO or something and you notice this, then it's a good time to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. So the other one is often called happy feet. And then basically what this is is when somebody raises their toes. This is an indicator of somebody feeling really good. Okay. So they're feeling very positive. So their, feet, feeling, their feet are flat, but their toes are like their toes are raised up. Yeah, their toes, okay. the toes are raised in the air. Now this is something that happens when somebody is uh, likely standing. So what you'll see is their heel is on the ground, but their toes are raised up. So they'll do this when they're standing. Now when girls are seated, this is a fun one for, and this involves uh, clusters of body language. This is a fun one. So if you're seated with a girl and she has her leg crossed in an open position towards you and she's bouncing 
her foot up mm-hmm. and down, mm-hmm. it means she really likes what's going on. And usually when you see this, she's actually turned a little bit more towards you so that she's opening up her, her front. In other words, okay. she's giving you a lot of positive body language. But when, when you see somebody bounce their feet, this is a really good, solid sign that they're pretty happy. They like the conversation. Uh, things are going really well. Great. Okay. So just a side note on that one. Uh, this is one that I noticed again when I was working at the bar. I, I noticed that when I saw a girl bouncing her foot, feet and along with all the other clusters, mm-hmm. that dude was definitely doing a really solid job. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, let's get back to the good stuff. Good. So, so let's review some other signs of interest just so guys don't have to like go and obsess over, you know, this plus a million other things. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts that we talk about signs of interest, signs of attraction. Can we sort of maybe drop a few of those in here so that guys can start putting it all together? Absolutely. Let's do a review. I will, uh, I'll, I'll give you guys the review that I do in bootcamp. This review is basically I start from when you see her to the time that you're talking with her. Okay. All right. So I'm going to narrate this from the time that you see her to the time that you're talking to her. Okay. And so when you're out there at the bar and you're socializing, having fun, if you see a girl give you slightly more prolonged eye contact and smiling, this is a very good sign that she's interested. The reason being is that no human being pays attention to things that they don't like or are not interested in. Okay. So if she's giving you a little bit more prolonged eye contact other than a passing glance, Mm-hmm. And she's smiling. It's a good sign of interest. And what should you guys do? Go over and say hi. Right, go over and say hi. Okay. Go over and say hi. So run, <laughs> run. Do what you gotta do. Part the sea. Yeah. Um. But you need to go over. Go and say get hi. another drink, and then go to the bathroom, and then go talk to your friend, and then <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Go talk. It's to important her. to capitalize on this because again, guys, this is a very fleeting moment, and some girls are, like I said, just as nervous as guys are. So if you don't actually go over there and do that, she actually might think that you're not interested, even though right. you are. Right. Even though you're just terrified. Terrified, <laughs> scared, getting the clammy hands, smiling and good eye contact. That's a good sign of That's, interest. Yeah. And, that and, one, it, and it doesn't have to be like a ridiculous, like beer commercial eye contact. Yeah, not at all. It's just know. a very, again, it's a fleeting moment. These things happen very quickly. That's why as coaches, when guys are in a program, we push guys when we see that into those interactions because a lot of times guys are too much in their head and they can't, right. they can't actually see it. She only looked at me for a second. It might not have even been me. Yeah. I don't know. Or they're scanning the room, scanning the environment, trying to take in all the stimulation and internalizing their own nervous energy that they can't actually see signs of interest. So when things start right. to calm down and when you start assuming attraction, then you'll start to actually see these signs because you're not worried about what's going on in your head. As coaches, when we see these things across the room, we're like, guys, go. The other thing is uh, what I like to call the hover girl. This is kind of like the girl in the red dress that you kind of keep seeing within your party bubble, which is in about your wingspan. Right. Okay. Right. Party she's bubble. basically, she's basically in the vicinity where you could easily just go over there and say hi. And I call her the hover girl because you'll like scan the room. You'll be on the dance floor, scan the room. You'll see her I'm like, okay, cool. And let's just say you freaked out and couldn't go over and say hi. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, whatever. Next you need a drink. So you go over there and go to the bar and try and grab a drink. Ironically, you see her and she's in within this distance. Now girls might not, do this in a sense to like follow you around the venue, 
Right, but what right. they're doing is they're trying to make it as easy as possible for you to go over and say hi. In other words, they're trying to make themselves very approachable. Right. So she might not just be doing this for you. She might just be trying to just be more approachable. But the fact is that if you keep seeing this girl and you keep making eye contact and smiling and this is just someone that you see throughout the night, then go over there and say hi. Right, right. Especially yeah. because now it's – you don't want it to get to the point where like you know that she knows she's seen you a few times and you know you've seen her a few times but like you haven't said shit about it. Exactly. That's awkward. No, that's exactly it. Yeah. And, and if it has gotten there – don't let it keep going to the point where it just gets more and more awkward because she might even then start avoiding you because it's weird. But you can always go, all right, I've seen you like five or six times tonight. I just – I obviously, I have to say hi now or it's just going to be weird. Exactly. And just deliver that with a smile. She'll be like, oh, my God, I didn't even know. Or she'll be like, yeah, I feel like I've seen, run into you like four times already. What's your name? And that happens a lot. And that happens more often than it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I mean if if you let that tension linger, then she's actually just going to get creeped out because you keep looking over there and you're not even – Right. And, the, and also if she's not doing it consciously, she thinks you're following her around the venue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And again, guys, girls aren't like, oh, I'm just going to hover around this guy right. and hope that he like pays attention. It's just right. – it's a Sometimes it's, they do that though. Sometimes they do. But more more to the point, if you keep seeing her and keep having that eye contact, then just go over there and say hi. Right. So let's say that you mustered up the courage, you went over there and said hi, you dropped banner, and she's laughing. Well, a positive sign that things are going well is that if she's playing along with your banter. Mm. So if you're talking about, I don't know, Robin Banks with, you know, rainbows, unicorns, and kittens, and she's like, oh, yeah, and we'll, like, totally, like, go to the Bahamas and go on a honeymoon. Or if you're joking about getting married and she starts coming up with ideas, that's a really good sign that things are going well, namely because she's pitching into the conversation. She's right. adding into the conversation. If she wasn't interested, she'd just be like, Psh, this is retarded. <laughs> this is dumb. Or she would just give you, she wouldn't be responsive or she would just basically give you a bunch of negative body language and start talking to her friends. So if she's playing along with your banter, things are going really well. So if you're talking about breaking up, marriage, robbing banks, uh, starting a motorcycle gang with <laughs> right. you know fuzzy kitten jackets, whatever. Perfect. If she's playing along, things are going really well. That's a good sign. This works with texting too. I mean, if a girl, if you're texting a girl and banter is going really well, like this is a really good sign of interest. And again, these things are in clusters too, right? So it's yeah. not just like she played along. She must want me. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. She might like just socially humor you with some banter, but her body language might say otherwise. So again, yeah. just, just keep, keep an eye out for the clusters. But generally speaking, if banter, yeah. if she's bantering along, things are going well. And of course, we also encourage you to, always assume that it it is that, right? We call it rounding up to 100, and we've talked about this in the show before. If you think there's a 5% chance that what she's doing means she's interested in you, round it on up to 100, because you don't. what we don't want is guys going, she's playing along with banter, and she's smiling, but I don't want to make any assumptions, so I'm just going to like peace out and not say anything, and that is not good for you. It's always better to assume attraction, and there's a number of reasons for that, but the two biggest ones that I can think of that help me personally is that when I assume attraction, I'm not worried about what I'm saying. I'm not worried about what I'm doing. Right. I'm having fun and assuming that she's into me. Yeah. And the other thing is I'd rather assume that she's into me than think of all the other scenarios that my brain can think of of reasons why she wouldn't be into me. Right, sure. You know? So those two things combined actually are very attractive uh, for, for them, that girls find that very attractive because you're – remember, the, bo- the mind leads the body, right? Right, So if sure. you're assuming attraction, then a lot of things are coming together. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. And now what about this positive body language you alluded to earlier? That's obviously a sign that we rely on a lot at The Art of Charm. Let's let's cover that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So we cover a lot about positive body language. And if she's 
say smiling, laughing, playing all of your banter, and then now she's giving you like lots of positive body language, things are going really well. Again, the reason why positive body language is such a powerful communicator, at least as a sign of interest, is again, we don't pay attention to things that we don't like. So if she doesn't like you, she's not going to be giving you full positive body language. Yeah. She's going to be scanning the room. She's going to be giving you negative body language because as human beings, that's just what we do. We don't pay attention to things we don't like. So if you're getting positive body language from her, then that's a really good sign of interest. And for those of you that are pretty savvy with negative body language, keep having some negative body language and watch her give more and more positive body language. Right. Because sure. she's vying for your attention. And that's how you can really tell if she's you know interested or not. Yeah, that definitely makes sense as well. Now, what about touching? I mean, this is an obvious sign, but a lot of guys will overlook this almost on purpose. And also we try to explain it away because in, as, as guys, we don't necessarily touch that much unless we mean it like in an overtly sexual way. This is actually a really strong sign of interest. And this is one that guys miss a lot because again, their negative attitudes, maybe their negative assumptions assume that she's just being friendly. But if she's touching you, things are going really well. And this kind of, there's a running theme here. We don't touch things that we don't like. So if she's touching uh -huh. you, this is a good sign of interest. And here's the thing. This is tricky because she'll do like light arm raises, maybe on your shoulder there. Okay. They, these are very light, subtle touches. So they could be a brush of the arm. This one's actually one that I've noticed a lot is where if I'm standing next to her and we're shoulder to shoulder, our shoulders and arms are touching. Okay. Now it's a form of touch. It's very yeah. subtle. So don't assume that since it's not her hand that it's not like – it doesn't mean anything that it's a complete accident. Yeah. Or right. if you're sitting in a booth, right? Right. And you just so happen to notice that both your thighs are touching, right? Mm -hmm. This is a form of touch. Right. Again, and we wouldn't sit that close if we didn't like them. Yeah. And if you're on a date, sit next to her. Do not sit across from her. It might be a little strange at first, but you just look so much more comfortable and it's so much more intimate. Yeah. You, you guys are on the same team. It's more intimate and it's not set up like an interview. Right. Exactly. So yeah, if she's touching you, that's a good thing. Um, a side note with this, guys, is that if you notice that you're standing next to each other and your arms are touching, then you should probably just go ahead and throw an arm over her shoulder and bring her in. Because otherwise you're sitting there and there's this awkward tension <laughs> and you guys are yeah. like, you know, like in sixth grades, high school dance or whatever, yeah. and just like, Ugh. so if you're that close, just throw an arm around her and pull her in. It'll, it'll go a lot it'll help you out a lot more in, in terms of building attraction. Sure. That makes a lot of sense actually. And now how do we become good at reading body language? I mean, you worked in a bar for a long time. You played pro poker. What is it that makes somebody good at body language? There's a lot of books out there, but you can't read a book about riding a bike. So uh, there's basically two things that you could do. Uh, one study, get in the habit of studying body language. And to start off with, I recommend books and I recommend um, YouTube videos on this stuff. There's lots of good documentaries on body language. Personally, I don't like a lot of the documentaries on body language because it's very geared towards reading politicians' body language, well, yeah. which is geared towards looking for signs of deception. Right. This is a very unhealthy mindset when it comes to attraction. So generally speaking, here's what I did. I read a bunch of uh, material on it, namely uh, what everybody is saying and definitive, definitive book of body language. When you actually dive into this stuff, everyone basically says the same thing. Because our subconscious body language is universal from culture to culture. Mm -hmm. So like smiling with the eyes, right? That's a universal sign. I don't care if you're in Saudi Arabia. That's still a good sign, you know? Sure. Or when, where uh, now the Olympics are going on, when somebody wins a race, you know what they do? They put right. their hands up in that yeah. kind of that V-shaped pose. Sure. Deaf people and blind people do that. So 
it's a universal, like body language is universal. So you can read a lot of this material. A lot of it's, you're going to find uh, congruency, which is a good thing. So read up on it. And then here's what I did. I read a book and I would study a particular part of the body. So like when I was doing poker, I'd study the hands. Sure. Okay. Because if somebody's shaking their hands, it means something, it, it can mean a couple of things, but generally it's a big tell. And you can often see the hands because they're on the table. They're on the table. Right. Or if they're guarding their chips or doing all these other things with their hands. Right. So what I'd do is I'd study the hands first. And I wouldn't just do this at the poker table. I'd do this at the coffee shop. I would do this at the airport. I would do this at work. So, or I'd do this at the gym. So get in the habit of taking a particular area of the body, studying it until it makes sense to you, until you can start recognizing those signals, and then move on to the other part. So I started with the hands, and I started with the legs, and I started with the feet. And then there's other parts like arms or chest and things like that that we do. So what I'm saying is if you are going to study this and get and want to get good at it, make it a habit of sectionalizing it so that you can internalize the behaviors, know them before you're overloaded with all this information because our bodies are communicating all the time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So observe, study, and excellent. And we're going to link to those books that some of the books you used, we're going to link to those in the show notes and on the bookshelf. Uh, for the show, but thanks so much. And if you guys yeah. want to learn more from Justin, take a boot camp, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> take a boot camp. Before we wrap up here, I just want to uh, just say a couple things. Um, one, you know, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of emails about this too, but my, my story, which is episode 203, right. has gotten a lot of positive feedback. And I just want to give a thanks to the guys that took the time to email me. Um, it keeps me going and it motivated those guys to really step things up. And I love hearing that stuff. It, it keeps me going. It fires me up. So uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to those guys that took the time to email me and tell me how much it actually helped them. So how can the other guys who thought about emailing you but then chickened out? <laughs> how can you? they email you? Right. Uh, email me stories, questions, whatever. It's justin at theartofcharm.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. All right, dude. Thank you. All right. Show feedback and guest suggestions. We rely on you guys to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for the show, let us know at jordanh at theartofcharm.com. Boot camp details for our live programs also at theartofcharm.com, and that's where you're going to find links to us on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media as well. If you're listening to this but you're not subscribed in iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, then that needs to change. Getting our shows delivered free to your phone or computer is the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. You can do that by going to iTunes and searching for the Art of Charm podcast or by going to theartofcharm.com slash iTunes and clicking subscribe. That's really it. And you guys can help us. Subscribe in iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Write something nice and we will love you forever. Just go to iTunes.com slash The Art of Charm and it'll take you right there. When you write us a review, it not only makes us feel proud, but it helps keep us up in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily to get the credible advice that they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing products and training from us. So tell your friends because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week, go out there and get social, and leave everything better than you found it.